0: Welcome to the Irish Tech News podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish-tech-news.
1: Hi everyone, just a quick favourite ask before we get going. Our podcast has gone from strength to strength lately but we'd like to find out how we can improve we've put together a short survey and we would love to get your feedback anyone who takes the time to give their feedback will be entered into competitions where they can win prizes such as smartphones cameras and drones so please visit irishtechnews.ie forward slash podcast feedback that's irishtechnews.ie forward slash podcast feedback to fill out the survey and to be in with a chance of winning one of those great prizes Thanks for your time. And now back to the podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the show with me, Gillian Gossel. Today, I am delighted to say my guest is Philip Colbert, who is a British contemporary artist born in Scotland, spent a lot of time in Ireland, just discovered, and who works, lives and works in London. Um, And you have been called Philip, the godson of Andy Warhol. Wow. (laughs) How do you feel about that?
0: Um, yeah, it's quite a funny title. I mean, some people actually take it literally to be the fact that it, as if I was actually his godson. So I um and what, and asked me questions like what, what he gave me for Christmas and stuff. Um, yeah, so I think, thought that was quite funny.
1: Do you think it might be a, almost like a backhanded comp? Because it's the godson as opposed to like the illegitimate grandson or something like that. It's you know, no blood. <laughs> Does yeah, that exactly. matter? There's no blood.
0: Well, exactly. The fact that he had the option of um, uh, refusing my ah. Godson status, but he accepted it.
1: That, <laughs> I, I mean, like well, that. you, can,
0: you can choose your friends, you can't choose your family.
1: And you can't choose your your godchildren. Brilliant.
0: Yeah, I, I do. The thing is, it would be the problem is people often connect me to Warhol. I mean, I was very interested in Warhol. He's not probably my prime influence, but he's he's definitely a very important figure. But it's probably a classic situation. If I were to have met him, I probably w- would say, Oh God, he was so Um, Pretentious. I didn't like him at all. But but I mean, he was a great. I mean, he was a great character and a a very influential artist, obviously in the in the eighties and and um, and the pop movement. Let's say. But um, yeah. Well, he was also, uh, funnily enough, he also painted quite a few lobsters or silkscreened quite a few lobsters. Because I I, obviously being a a lobster, I uh, I obviously connect to to lobsters that are featured in art history. It's one of my interests.
1: You did. So you did.
0: You did also tick that box.
1: You said, I became an artist when I became a lobster. That is, that's going to be in your tombstone. You do realize that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, I, I, I kept that meaning to, be, to design my tombstone because um, obviously it's, it's one's ultimate sculptural contribution um, that one can make. I, I i was thinking about making like a, a, a granite lobster, um, you know, like a stone lobster in the shape of a chair so people could sit on it.
1: Oh, I like um, that.
0: Because I, I did create a lobster chair. So I thought the tombstone could be a, sort of a spin-off of my lobster chair.
1: You did, you've done shark chairs and lobster chairs yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and I, I like that idea. Because it, it, you are getting into one up ship from Spike Milligan when he said- Yeah, because there, there is a
0: cool, there is this cool um, dialogue of, of uh, cool graves, basically. You know, like Oscar Wilde's grave in Paris. I mean, you know, but the Jim Morrison's, like that sort of, um, you know, the, the ritual of visiting a grave.
1: Well, I mean, uh, uh, Spike Milligan famously said, a scale ago that I-, I told you I was sick." That was what he had on his tombstone. But if you uh, yeah, see, that's a great idea. People can come along and sit on you. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Far okay, better questions. company
0: when I'm no longer here.
1: Well, <laughs> you won't mind.
0: So, questions f- for you: Have you ever eaten lobster? No, never. Okay. Never tasted lobster. Do you have? I think, any- I think if I had, it would discredit my status as a lobster a little bit. Well, you could it's be like meeting a, a human who just tasted human. I think. Mm. It's uh,
1: a bit wrong. Have you any lobster friends?
0: Um, well, I do. I do attract people that are um, fanatical about lobsters. In, in the last couple of days of my exhibition at Satchi, I actually attracted a lobster cult, who um, dressed as lobsters came in and started worshipping my artwork in the exhibition, and and so, some other artists that happened to be visiting the, ex- the show at the time sent me videos of these guys like praying and like. Barring and I thought so amazing
1: you've arrived <laughs> what quite a, I,
0: I, that's it. it was like an epiphany I was like oh my god it's obvious an artist needs a cult it's, it's a um, it's a necessary crutch to, to the insecurity of one's ego
1: oh, brilliant I love it I just hope they don't do nasty cult things and just do nice cult things yeah exactly like like friendly cult. but I think something. these
0: guys they, these guys their manifesto was quite positive it was very much you know um, you know, sticking up for minorities and, and all sorts of stuff. So spreading vibes of love. So I, um, yeah, I was, I mean, I, di- I did suddenly get worried thinking, oh my God, what if it's a negative cult? And i <laughs> become the, the um... but luckily they, they seemed um, to have a positive message
1: going on. That's really cool. Have you heard about Irish lobsters?
0: No, you should tell me about Irish lobsters, I, yeah.
1: I love the story. It's a, it's a little joke. This American couple, they're in a seafood C- a restaurant. And they see a tank of lobsters and uh, the tank is quite low and the lobsters are quite big. And they call the major major over and said, are you not worried that the lobsters will, will climb out and make a break for freedom? And the guys have just watched, just watched. And they watched and during the night, the big, big lobster got to the very close, to the top. And as he was about to get out, the rest of the lobsters all grabbed <laughs> and pulled him back in again. <laughs> That's Irish lobsters. So anyway, yes, they're not the lobsters that we want to follow at all. We want the nice ones <laughs> that you know, uh, yeah. uh, uh, endorse
0: um, well. Thank you. Yes, that's
1: diversity um, and, and inclusiveness and all those good things. So, okay, lobsters. This is like an oh. Sorry, one last question on lobsters in general. Have you seen the
0: film? Have you been influenced by the? Yes, movie? of course. Yes, I, the only thing I'm slightly pissed off that they took my title for a movie, so <laughs> I, I have to clarify that with my um, movie. I'll have to be a real lobster movie or lobster movie brackets, which actually features lobsters. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of they, you know, it was advertised lobster, but there wasn't a lobster. No,
1: no, you might. You might get thinking,
0: Colin. It was a great film. It was a great film. It's, very, it's very popular. When, when I when I've had my show in a museum in Moscow, funnily enough, I, I was they asked me a lot about the lobster movie. It's it, what's interesting is, I am like a lo, lobster litmus test. So when I go to different countries, in a way, it's it, it, there's different you know cultural interest in lobsters, or it can make it creates different connections.
1: It's interesting. No, I, I love this. Okay, so you lobster land, lobsteropolis. I've been practicing saying that word. Um, and yeah. I want to go to the tech side because uh, in twenty twenty you had your first digitally uh, viewpoint. You had those like those those medical robots, so people could yeah. get involved in the shows. They couldn't be there. They could
0: yeah
1: like sign in, to, and they were like little a little uh, screen on wheels. Like yes, those. and so people could then view your art. Using those as robots, yeah, as robots. So, so when did you get into? I mean, that was a, obviously a huge step forward with tech, and tech is obviously important to you. And um, so, we're we we're, we're here today because we're talking about your June thirtieth fully digital yes. exhibition into Central Land. So, what got you first? Did it was a blockchain, metaverses, Bitcoin? What dragged you into yeah, this? Yeah, so or... I
0: guess the fact that over the last few years I've I've developed this this avatar, this sort of persona as a lobster. It was. It seemed like a very logical, um, creative evolution that I would create a world for my lobster. If I had this personified lobster, then it was. And, and I've always believed in this idea that art is creating a world. Like you create a language, an identity, a, a DNA, a, a way of looking at things. Uh, you know, like think of artists creating sculpture parks. You know, even a painting. It's it, it's a crea- It's a pr- proposition of a world, a view of a world, and another reality. Let's say. So I've always been very interested in this idea of like having my own my own world, my own reality. And so with the evolution of the lobster then came the creation of lobster land and lobsteropolis, which which had has been evolving in my work over the last few years. So I have so I have been already building my digital world Lobster land. Initially I did it for an AR platform, you know so that I, a VR platform, sorry, so that I could have um, virtual reality interaction of, of people being able to go into my lobster land world during my exhibition. So I, so I started building this digital world for that. And it's something that over the last two years and a lot of my shows, I've had this, this either on digital screens or on virtual reality, I've had this opportunity for people to come into this lobster world and, and, and slightly bend the, the boundaries of perception of what the art is, you know, trying to create a more holistic, um, malleable, you know, like interactive art experience. And so with the rise in a way, to be honest even as from last year when the lockdown occurred that i really felt it was the perfect opportunity to really be pushing my digital world because when people couldn't travel and stuff then obviously the the power of art to work digitally and was had a more captive audience than ever and so i i i was then like developing more of the virtual world but i hadn't really finished it and then as of the beginning of this year with the, with the rise of the nfts and everything it just further incentivize me to, you know, to, to, to bring it online, because in a way, it just makes it then accessible for people who are not just at my exhibition, because the the, very, the beautiful thing about an online something is that it, it's globally accessible, and it's, it, you know, it's ultimately, you know, connected to people, because mm-hmm. it's very easy to enter, and very, it doesn't mean you have to be in a particular city or something, so, and that's the beauty of it this this, this, this um, phenomenon of creating interaction and experience, and new a new dynamic of social be- behavior, and I think for me that's part of the phenomenon of creating new art is creating this new phenomenon of what of, of pushing the possibilities for art. So for me, the the the, the Second Life platform seemed like the, the the perfect way of bringing my digital world, my art world, in a way to life. And so so then I started researching like the best possible platforms, and I felt that Decentraland was the most Easy to use, accessible platform, and it felt like it was constantly evolving, and like it's soon going to be, you know, viewable through the phone, and and I think soon there's probably going to be virtual reality, um, headsets interlinks into it. So I think that, I think that very soon I could imagine decentraland becoming the closest we have to a sort of, you know, uh, a global metaverse, where we're realistically loads of artists and musicians and and and, and thinkers and creatives and in young aspiring individuals can go and find like live the some weird crypto dream where the american dream is resold to avatars
1: mm. well i mean people have questioned before you know the use of a meta of a metaverse and, and nfts which we'll get to in a minute but of course we spend so much of our time online you know why why are we not in a world and, and why if can't of travel. course and,
0: and if you think about the phenomenon of everything it's everything is abstract. Comes on ideas. The value of everything is abstract. We connect it to materiality, but ultimately, true value lies in the, is in the, the, the story, the, the narrative, the idea, the provenance. So we're talking about the, actually 90. A, a lot of like I would say a lot of the the um, percentage or the, the the pie chart of value in things is mostly in the concept. Now, obviously, it doesn't take away from the physicality of paint texture of a certain paint on canvas and stuff, but ultimately. The Holy Grail is the idea. The Holy Grail is the narrative, the story. And and as you say, today we, we we live very much in the prism of digital reality and everyone is addicted to their phones and the phones for good and bad are very much, uh, you know, cyborg part of our identities today. And so, you know, th- that again, that comes in, in both good and bad. It, it comes with amazing democratic possibilities and it comes with also huge potential challenges and problems, but I think, You know, creatively speaking, you know, to create new phenomenon, you you look to try and and push the boundaries of things. You know, and yes, we could regress back to to cave painting because you know ultimately doesn't mean to say that cave painting can't be extremely profound as a human expression. But ultimately, as as an as a creative person, the opportunity to create new and new phenomenon somehow with and with the possibilities for art for me is like something that art has always strived to to create a new chapter of, of possibility for it.
1: The idea is everything. Sense so, of freedom
0: that is interesting.
1: So you have in Decentraland you have like 57 land plots. How big is that? Yeah. Is that the size of London?
0: Well no not quite sadly I'd like to be but it's 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 the biggest we could we could we could possibly get and it's the largest single artist venture on Decentraland. So it's a very large amount of land, and I was able to, to, to do um, an agreement with uh, Vegas City, who are the biggest sort of landowners in Decentraland, um, to be able to make that possible. Um, because I guess for me, the, the idea of just having a, a gallery or one building wasn't really didn't really fit the concept of an immersive world. So I needed enough land that I was able to, in a way, park my own land with inside Decentraland. So in that way, it's a bit of a theme park. You know and or what do you have a, you, you have a museum you've got a record so i've got shop. a museum i've got a bank a university a concert venue you know um i've got a, re- a record label uh lobster land records which i've done the collaborations with uh devo I gotta and get to also i'm working minutes. on um, yeah. one with the b-52s as well so basically i am you know very interested in this hybrid of art and music and again something that's always inspired me and so i think that this potential platform was was a real opportunity to push the boundaries of, for me, of, of, of what could be done with that. Um, so, yes, yeah, so overall, I basically just wanted to create a um, enough of an experience. So it bends people's imagination a little bit, like the idea that they're going into my actual world and they could hang out in a diner and chat to people. They could go to the museum. They could go to a supermarket. They could go have a bank. They could get money. They could go to a casino. I have a casino as well. Um, there's a live concert venue for for Avatar bands to perform live and stuff. So it was definitely my like if I was creating an art village, basically or an art town. And I have some skyscrapers, which which later on the line I like the idea that I could let other artists rent floors in there or contribute somehow to the conversation.
1: It's amazing. As you said, that I said at the start, the thirtieth. It's going to be the the launch of uh, Lobster. Lo- Lobsteropolis, I've been practicing yeah. it so much, it's got out of my head, Lobsteropolis. But you're, you're backed by big names. So you have like Charles Saatchi is a, a backer of yours and Simon Dupoury has also, he's gonna be doing a live auction on the 30th. That's so pretty cool. And just tell me, you mentioned earlier, Devo, the band. How did you meet them?
0: What's the connection so there? I've always just been obsessed with Devo. I've always loved their, um, their their music. I mean, as when I was growing up, I was obsessed, I mentioned with this art um, music uh, crossover. From from far back as the ballet russe to more, you know, contemporary pop music from the even the, the punk movement, uh, you know, the Sex Pistols and Malcolm McLaren, and then and then Devo are are an amazing example of a band brand art label art band, you know, hi, hyper ironic, massively engaging on on the the limits of consu- consumption and branding and like and the influence of that had on bands and music, and and so for me they were a very important band and 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 slightly overlooked and so. um, How did you meet them? How did you find them? So I just had contacted them online, actually. Um, You know, I was thinking of what we could do together that would be interesting. And I guess then this NFT thing came along and I just felt actually that could be a perfect opportunity of mixing the the idea of, you know, my video visual art with their audio identity and music. I suppose it's
1: not often they're approached by a lobster.
0: No, quite exactly. And I think that their red Energy Dome hats where it was a natural sort of synergy somehow. It felt like the lobster and Devo I know each other.
1: So just finally then just to look on the um, the NFTs. You're already producing NFTs on Super Rare. Yeah what, what what is it that appeals to you about NFTs?
0: Um well I think this again, this this opportunity to create a, a democratic platform for video art, because video art had always been had had never really been able to have in any way any commercial viability or platform like painting or sculpture has had and then been supported by the, the art industry and system and the auction houses and stuff. Video art's always been sort of slightly under the table. and But yet, obviously a very profound art form in, 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 in deniably of the 20th and 21st century. So um, for me, the NFT in a way gave ground and platform to video and, and, digital, and digital art. I mean, as a painter, I'm heavily, um, inspired by uh, and I very much do use video um, 3D software in the creation of paintings because for me it's that hybrid of new technology to create a new new, new possibility in, 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 in visual painting language which I find really interesting and so for that same reason I'd spend a lot of time working on 3D modelling and, and, and digital elements, digital assets in a way so it felt the, the NFT was the perfect platform to take this this new dynamic of artistic expression and give it a platform and and in a way yes that that exploded to begin with and I think that you know which in a way was I think probably just because of the huge enthusiasm that suddenly people realized that there was a new a new genre being born ultimately obviously a lot more people are doing it now but I think there is no question that it's a it's a, it's here to stay as a part as part of the the pie of what art is It's definitely now a significant slice of that.
1: So, if people want to come to the uh, launch on the 30th
0: of June, where do they go? So they just there's a link and they of Decentraland. They can either um, just go to the the general Decentraland homepage and then they can log in, create an avatar profile, which without without needing to you know pay for anything, or they can come in as a guest and then they 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 come to Vegas City and they find Lobsterland, which is pretty hard to miss if you go to Vegas City. Um, yeah, and, uh, and then they can just they can go in and Hang interact on. and explore the world. Yeah. And I'm pretty excited about the 30th because it's a bit like when I did the robot opening. The, the great thing about creating a new, a new sort of a new idea of something where we're pushing the boundary a little bit is the result, the, the performative element of when it actually happens is pretty amazing because you never quite get know what's going to happen. You know, it's a bit like putting some random ad, ad, ad things together in, in a chemistry department in a class. Is sometimes there's a sort of um you know there can be magic that can happen which you don't quite you know it's, it's spontaneous things happen and I think that's something pretty amazing about that
1: and what I mean, time can, what time do people you can also talk- fail horribly but
0: I think well that's no no fun. no
1: it's 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 live digital live what time should people rock up at? um thinking.
0: I think so it's it's I think it's um between eight and ten p.m. UK okay. time, I think. There's the
1: auction, there's the live music, and just to hang out and chill. With
0: yeah. Avatar. And, it, and also the, um, the 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 purpose of doing it now also was so that we coincided with Decentraland Art Week, which the the show will also be like the headline of Decentraland Art Week, which starts on the eighth of July.
1: Brilliant. Well, I'm going to be there. What can I say?
0: Amazing. I'm, I, I'm, well, I look forward to seeing you. How well. I can look like a, a yeah.
1: prawn or something, you know, <laughs> a minor <laughs> <Exactly>. lobster.
0: <laughs> a good point. I think you get extra points if you come in, in the um, seafood okay. category.
1: Okay. I will have to think. we we'll get, get, get Starfish, maybe. I must think about something. Thank you so much for your time, Philip. It's been absolutely amazing. Uh, Philip Colbert. Amazing. I thank you indeed. And I'm looking forward to June 30th in
0: Decentraland. And, uh, Amazing. Well, thank you so much. It's so nice. Rostropolis. Um, Connected exactly. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you indeed. A- thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news, on Facebook.